live from Cape Town. This is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. on A. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Before we continue with Madrasan E, these just are Janaz notices in which we received, and that is of Antifatima Hakim. The address is number 3A Armstrong Crescent in Mount View, Lansdowne. No further details has been confirmed as yet, but you can make contact with Nazreen on 076 153 or you can contact Yumna on 081 that is the Janaz of Anti Fatima Hakim. We make dua that the Almighty grant uh, this deceased genital fetus. Amen. And also place uh, sabr and contentment in the hearts of his family. Amen. Of course, you are tuned to 91.3 FM. And this is, of course, your program, the time of the afternoon, which is Madrasa on A, the Hajj edition. I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson. And also on technical controls, we have none other than Mr. Umar Morris, as well as Zeri Natali, the producer, in which you just heard just before this in our dedications as well as our community notice a slot alhamdulillah for that however we are continuing on hajj within the holy quran and we are going to be doing a recap as to where sheikh stopped yesterday but before that let me greet sheikh in studio sheikh assalamu alaikum Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa Sheikh, how are you doing this afternoon? Fine, fine. Alhamdulillah. How's yourself, auntie? Ah, well, alhamdulillah. Sheikh, shukran so much for asking. Sheikh, I think that we can take some time to do the opening dua, inshallah, and then continue as to the recap that Sheikh did yesterday. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi wa ahdahu wa salatu wa salamu ala man la nabiya ba'da rabbi shirah li sadri wa yassir li amri wa ahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وارزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله thanks and praise due to Allah till always and forever and love and salam on our beloved Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم the last and final messenger of Allah have sent to humanity to guide us how to become the most decent most respectable most honored human beings to serve the best for this world and the best for the hereafter. May Allah grant us to be worthy of that status. And may Allah grant us to be of those who's going to be rewarded with the shafa'ah of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, yawm al-qiyamah. And that Allah grant us to be a people of total appreciation, appreciation of the great favors that Allah has given us. Ameen, ameen, ya Rabbil, ameen, ameen. Love and salam on our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his family, his friends, and all those who follow his path. May Allah grant us to be amongst him. Ameen, ameen, ya Rabbil, ameen. Alhamdulillah. Um, before we actually get to the, the, the uh, lesson, can we make the opening dua? A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wal-aqibatu lil-muttaqeen. Wal-jannatu lil-muwahideen. Wal-a'udwana illa al-zalimeen. Wal-salatu wal-salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal-mursaleen. Sayyidina wa maulana Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Rabbana zalamna anfusana. Fa'in lam taghfil lana wa tarhamna لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم اجعلنا من الذين يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسنه 
اللهم ارنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وارنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ولا تجعله ملتبسا علينا فنضل يا رب العالمين اللهم حبب الينا الايمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره الينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها وزكها انت خير من زكاها انت وليها ومولاها يا رب العالمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار وادخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله أستو فوات ويديد يستدي وي ولوكين أت We are dealing with the Hajj in the Holy Quran. We're dealing with the, the issue of Hajj as per the, the ayat of Allah telling the Quran. And we were dealing with Surah number 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 197. In that verse, Allah tells us, Al-Hajj ashhurun ma'lumat. Hajj is a, a, a season or a period that, that is well known. فَمَنْ فَرَضَ فِيهِنَّ الْحَجِّ وَسَيْفَ مَكْ حَجِّ فَرْضْ A necessity upon them during that period فَلَا رَفَثْ وَلَا فُسُوق وَلَا جِدَال Then do not do رَفَثْ Do not do فُسُوق and do not do جِدَال فِي الْحَجِّ وَمَا تَفْعَلُوا مِنْ خَيْرْ يَعْلَمْهُ اللَّهِ Whatever righteousness and good and obedience and following the path of Allah and His Messenger in having to do your Hajj in accordance Allah is absolutely aware of you and you will be rewarded abundantly يَعْلَمْهُ اللَّهُ وَتَزَوَّدُوا See, then Allah gives an, uh, an encouragement. See that you do prep, that you prepare yourselves very, very well, that you go through strenuous preparation for this ibadah. And I repeat the word strenuous preparation because it's a, it's a lifelong preparation that needs to take place. It's not a dream, it's not a joke, it's not a decision that you make right now and you just do it and go, no, no, no. It's a lifelong preparation. Psychologically, Islam expects of everyone that Muslim, everyone that becomes Mukallaf, to start already from that age, to start in the preparation psychological, educational, spiritual, uh, 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 moral, and, 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 and financial. It's all part of the great preparation. But it's not in preparation for the moment and then suddenly you go with no, no, no. It's a long-term objective. You've got to work at it, strive and strive and work and work and hard work and hard work and carries on and on and on and on and almost never ends. And then Allah decides the decision to come that moment and you've done with all your effort, Allah puts barakah into what you've done. And you see that you do it in accordance with Allah. Thus Allah says, what does the do? See that you prepare yourselves. فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ الزَّادِ التَّقْوَى Then Allah says, but the best of preparations you can have on this hajj is that you have total submission to Allah, consciousness of your Lord. In everything you do, in everything you say, in everything that you participate, in every body that you deal with, that you have taqwa in everything that you do. وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ And then Allah says, I beg of you, please, I've just told you the best of reward. Allah says, I, I just informed you that the best of preparation is taqwa. So I beg you then, please see that you do prepare yourselves with extensive taqwa. Wattaqullah. Inna Allah. Allah tell us this. Wattaquni ya ulil albab. Please see that you uh, submit to having to do everything in accordance with my advice is to you. Oh, you people with intellect and 
and, and insight. May Allah grant us intellect and insight that we actually fulfill the ibadah to the best of our ability. Allah then carries on in the next ayah. But before that next ayah, I, I say to them, you, uh, we, we looked at wala rafath. The word rafath, we said, has to do with the sexual emotion and our emotional feelings. And the fact that Allah has granted us this ibadah. And in this ibadah, there is a free mixing of the sexes everywhere. And there is males before females and females before males. And and, and there's not certain, there's no ruling that says the, male, the females must be at the back and the males must be in front. There is no such a ruling. They are just everywhere and nobody but nobody can make a decision say they yes, they must. And no, no, no. Allah knows. And thus Allah has made it a necessity that each and every one of us, the males and the females, need to sharpen our ability to realize that we will fall prey or we might be able to distort our own hajj if we do not take control of our social, of our emotions, especially the sexual emotions, the, the fact that the opposite sex is around and you see a lot of them and all that. Because when it comes to Hajj, you are busy in ibadah that's of such high caliber that you need to be able to be cognizant of who you are and where you are and what you are doing. You need to be so stringent and focused at it. Because shaitan is going to corrupt and destroy and he, he works at every split second to offer you opportunities. Just an example, you must have heard that people say the ruling per the umr, uh, the, the ihram is that you may not scratch on your body. But suddenly when you enter into ihram, then you don't know where it comes from. Now you just feel you want to scratch here, but you haven't been scratching anyway. Similarly, with everything that is in the hajj as in the ibadah, when the command is given, Allah says, Wala rafath, please see that you take control of your sexual emotions. Suddenly, shaitan start to play on your sexual emotions. You were never a sexual person. You never were somebody who look around and think. But suddenly you start to think because shaitan now beautifies everything of what is against us. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. The voice there of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams in our topic of discussion, and that is, of course, Hajj within the Holy Quran, also still dealing with verse number 197, and that is within Surah Baqarah, which is Surah 2. For now, Ibrahim Sheikh is speaking about Hajj within the Holy Quran. We're still on that notice, and that is Hajj within the Holy Quran. You can send through your questions if you have any on our WhatsApp number as well as our SMS number, inshallah. And if we do have a chance to read it out, we will definitely be addressing it. Shukran so much for everyone that participated as well as everyone who are tuning into the program. Sheikh is still on verse 197 and hopefully going to be ending off and then inshallah branching into a verse 198. For now I give over to Sheikh to continue where Sheikh stopped inshallah. Sheikh Tafatul. Afwan, shukran for that one at Yasmina. Just before the break we were speaking one, the words of Allah in 197 when Allah says they may not be rafat, and we see that rafat has to do with that sexuality, that, that sexual emotions, that the fact that the person must become so cognizant of himself, so much aware of himself, and he must be able to take, to start to prepare himself right here where he is, from where he comes from, his country where he comes from. There he needs to be able to mold himself and mold his character and mold his, his mannerism and mold his, 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 his emotions. If he don't mold it, it becomes un unbearable and uncomfortable and unfortunately just goes into to Makkah and he does the same things over and over and over again. And, and, and that's the possibility for you to corrupt and to destroy the process of Hajj Magbun abroad. Such an easy thing to destroy if you haven't then mold your, 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 your control of your emotion 
well ahead of time for years and years and years onto an end so that it can be effective there right it takes almost thousands of years of preparation to be able to say now if i say thousands of years none of us lives for a thousand years but i mean it takes very very long to be able to control your emotions because our emotions run highway with us very very quickly that's everybody nobody can say no my emotions we are human if you're not a human being, then okay, then I can understand. You can say yes, but, and, and. But if you're the human being, you know human beings are made. The emotions run highway with all of us. Whether you're Alim, whether you're Sheikh, whether you're Mufti, whether you're Peer, no matter your status that you hold, how great you are in, in Kinera, your emotions is that thing that Shaitan runs and jumps very quickly at destroying the processes of our ibadah. So would you want to see that the Hajj that you are going for has not been prepared for in the sense of cre- creating a sense of control over your emotions? And thus Allah says, the emotions of your sexuality is that emotion that everybody is open to and everybody falls prey to these things. And simplicity, just the eyesight sees something or you just hear a voice of, or, 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 or you just see or, or something just happened before or after you or somebody from behind touches you. And subhanak, then that emotion can destroy your total ibadah. If you haven't controlled that emotion, Ya Rab. So it means the need for controlling, and thus Allah says, Fala rafatha. And then Allah carries on, Wala fusuqa. And in that word, Wala fusuqa, and we said the word fusuq is the plural of the word fisq. And the word fisq means sin, fault, error, shortcomings, mistakes, and sins that we live by. Right? That is fisq. But fisq is in the plural format and the scholar says to us the word fisk, the word wala fusuqa means you must be able to do your hajj with so much awareness of yourself that you make sure that you do not fall into any error or fault or mistake and that you have a control of yourself you have control of the fact that you know what is it to be obedient to Allah what is it to carry out Allah's command and you understand it and you strive to all extent that you do that maximum you are aware psychologically and you have the capacity to be able to control you when there's challenges that comes your way that you overcome that and fulfill the ibadah of allah to the best of your ability and mind may allah grant our judge hajj maqbool and mabrur when they do the ibadah and that they abstain from any form of fisq as allah says fala rafatha wala fusuqa wala jidala fil hajj then the third one allah mentions now the word, the first one is rafath, that the social emotion, the sexual emotion. The second one is fusuk. We say that it's all sins, major sins and minor sins. And it all depends on the individual, whether he or she wants to, because it's their commitment, it's their dedication. And that is what grants them hajj maqbul mabrur. Or it's going to nullify the hajj. May Allah protect. We do not wish for that. We are saying it as Allah mentions it in the Quran. But it's, we wish for them the best. But the wish is not the only thing. The wish is there must be an intention and hard work with that so that it can be acquired. And we wish Al-Khujaj can actually get to that level, inshallah. The third one Allah mentions, it is something so simplicity, simple, so very, very easy, so quick. Yet, it can destroy the whole hajj. What is that? Allah says, wala jidal fil hajj. What is jidal? Jidal is 
being argumentative, having to have your opinion over things, or wanting to present yours always, and that is right, and yeah, ma, yeah, ma, dear, yeah, my sheikh, and, and, and those type of things, but having to be able to always want to be right. And you don't have the capacity to, to know that there's diversity here, different forms of opinions, different people with different backgrounds, different mindsets, different emotions. And somebody says something and you say something other. And it creates arguments or creates differences of opinion. And we might even become enemies. And, and yes, Allah Ta'ala knows there's a... There's a there's an, an ocean of different types of people, an ocean of differences that there is. So obvious, don't expect things is going to happen. But Allah says, Wala jidal. When you enter this process of Hajj, there must be absolutely no Jidal, which means you got to have the capacity to persevere, the capacity to withstand, the capacity to identify the fact that there's diversity in a major sense like you've never ever met with in simple things, simple, simple, simple things. Yourself and your partner might even have a process where Shaitan invites the two of you to be able to have uh, just just as a, 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 a presenting your own views against one another. Ya ma. So Allah says, Wala jidal, see that you do not go into anything, which means persevere, which means have that have that c- commitment to be able to control your emotion of getting excited or wanting your view or ya ma uh, or giving your opinion to such an extent if i may share some of my expo- ex- experiences with our judge it, it was normal the, the saying that i saw from some scholars prior to mine whenever people enter into ihram the, these then these scholars would say to you, please, before we enter in Ihram, I want you to understand, you ask me all your questions and you speak to me and you beg of me. But the moment you, we, we in Ihram, remember the answer I'm going to give you is I'm going to say to you, I don't know. Even if I know the detail of what, if I knew every detail of what your question is, I will answer you, I don't know. Don't ask me the moment you're in Ihram. Unless it calls for necessity under the circumstances, but other than that, my answer with you, and I've used exactly the same. When I then entered Ihram and people then uh, came to us and wanted to ask us for X, Y, and Z, we normally say to them, "Sorry, we don't. I don't know. I know. I know that. I know that. I know every detail of your question, and I know the answers. But the answer, because that moment, because Allah says, "Wala jidal," do not give an opinion that's now going to create uh, differences of opinions. And ya ma ma and this is a, sometimes somebody asks you a question. The simple reason you ask you a question: "Ya ma Hanafi says so, ya ma Shafi says so, ya ma ma Daishir says so, ya ma mai Khalifat says." These are the type of things that our people are living with. But exactly that, exactly that is what Allah says. Wala jidal. Do not go into stimulating processes where there is going to be a difference of opinion about things. Keep, keep yourself aloof from those things, but keep yourself strong by having to understand shaitan is going to bring everything to break down and persevere with one another. So when somebody says something, swallow, slug in, 
ek, ek rie nie, maar ek sê nie a single word, ek sê niks nie. Now the word Jidal means that sense of not my opinion only, maar verbally presenting my opinion. And then when I bring, present my opinion verbally, then somebody else will bring his or her opinion also. Um, may Allah to prevent that these type of things happens without on hajj. But let me say, say to you, it is these things that's going to make your hajj successful or this is the way you're going to mess it up very decently. You're going to make a decent mess of it all. If you haven't prepared and if you haven't seen the seriousness. Now I'm going to take you to the Arabic language if you don't mind by listening to the way Allah deals with the words in the Holy Quran. Allah says, Al-Hajju Ashhurum Ma'lumat. It is a, a season that's very well known. فَمَنْ فَرَضَ فِيهِنَّ الْحَجِّ If you enter into Hajj, if you make Fajj fart upon yourself, فَلَا رَفَثَ وَلَا فُسُوقَ وَلَا جِدَالَ فِي الْحَجِّ Now when I say the Arabic language, when I'm speaking about, I'm speaking the word La. La in the Arabic word language means no or not. Right? So, but this La that is used here is a very specific La. Now I'm going to take you to something that all of, all of us as Muslims, we know it very, very well. It is la, they call it la linafili jins, and that la is being used in that words when you say ashadu an la ilaha illallah. And we normally say to you, or we normally remind one another that that la in is a no, we didn't, because as a Muslim we first deny in totality every denial of an ilah except Allah. Now, somebody that very last been used. It's a law that denies when it comes to Hajj, you can have anything it you may not have in it. Jidal, nor Fusuk, nor Rafath. You may not have that. If you had those, any one of those three things or a little, little bit of that in it, you might just destroy your whole Hajj. Now, this is Allah speaking in the Holy Quran. And who best can grant you a Hajj Magbul and Mabrur? Who best? And who best can mess up this except for you and I? So if we do not understand the seriousness of the way Allah deals with and the terminologies Allah use, and Allah says, Fala Rafata, there may be absolutely no, not a not a not comma not 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 one percent. Not so little as Rafat must there be. Which means you've got to be so much concerned. Wala fusuka and to no extent must there be any form of fusuk. No sin, no fault, no error, no mistake. And then Wala jidal, no form of arguments or debates or difference of opinions. You abstain from that. You know for sure. You say for yourself, these are things that I must, I must nurture myself strongly with to overcome. I do not fall prey to these type of things. Allah wants to say, if there is any form of these, the possibility that your hajj might not be an accepted hajj. Had gewerkt, beide dingen gedaan, was totally unsuccessful. Naudhu billah. Would we want that type of hajj? Would we want that for our hujaj? This is the seriousness of the way Allah puts the terminologies. And Allah doesn't put it into these strong terminologies unless Allah means it that Allah wants to grant the hujaj. Totally a hajj makbul and mabrur, but they must be able to understand what they're going to do and what the link need to be and the commitment and the the, the, the way Allah wants him to be able. Thus Allah says, What takuni?
be conscious of my guidance and my advice ya ulil albab if you have a sense of reckoning if you have some insight if you have if you can reason and use your common sense now as you know nobody can blame you then do not what you will may Allah protect but may Allah grant our people those who has been invited to be able to obtain the hajj they strive to obtain that hajj maqboolan and mabrura it's accepted hajj and hajj that they've done to the very very best working hard doing the very very best in it amen amen ya rabbal alamin alhamdulillah that has bring us brought us to the end of the, that verse 197 we now go over to 198 allah tell us al hajju ashhurun ma'lumat fa man farada fina al hajj fala rafatha wala fusuqa wala jidala fil hajj wa ma taf'alu min khairi ya'lamuhu allah wa tazawwadu fa inna khayra az-zadi at-taqwa wa takuni ya ulil albab 197 wa takuni ya ulil albab laysa alaykum junahun an tabtaghu fadlan min rabbikum fa idha afadtum min arafat fadhkurullaha 'inda al-mash'ari al-haram wadhkuruhu kama hadakum wa in kuntum min qablihi lamin ad-dallin thumma afidu min haythu afada an-nas wastaghfirullah uh, after 197 uh, there's no harm upon you when you actually go on to the hajj when you Uh, products from wherever you came from that is not known because you are now going to the international market you're going to go to makkah where there is the international world comes with the international things so you're going to see many things that they have to offer that you haven't seen in your own country and you probably can buy from them and allah says you could also bring things from your own side and put it onto the market there and sell it there there's nothing wrong so you don't need to have all the financial strength in fine money with you you could have products that you want to sell you could have made certain things from your own home or bought certain things in your own country and brought that is allah's rule allow me to say with no disrespect but this is what allah says and if allah says it it is a command and everybody every government must be able to submit when when allah speaks allah tells us laysa alaykum junahun did no sin upon you you whether you come to saudi with products saudi cannot stop you saudi cannot steal it from you saudi cannot take it from you then they are violating the law of allah Allah has spoken for Allah is more superior than every government every country every place whoever they are every rule that there is Allah's rule is superior and we need to become muslim out of the kufr system that we have in our life we must come out of that kufr jahiliya system we must become muslim by having to identify when Allah puts a rule down that rule is permissibility for humanity Shukran so much for that Sheikh. We Sheikh is speaking on Hajj within the Holy Quran and this is surah number 2 which is surah Baqarah and the verses that she, uh, that Sheikh has been covering was verses 197 hopefully we'll end off with verses 197 and branch into 198. However, I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue on that verse which is verse 197 from surah number 2 in which is uh, surah Baqarah and also verse 198. شيخ تفضل شكرا جزاك الله خير بارك الله فيك ثانكس فور ذات وان يا سمينه 
ام يس بي بزي بس بس نمبر 8 ان الله تعالى سيس اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ليس عليكم جناح ان تبتغوا فضلا من ربكم this no harm against you it is no sin not no error against you if you seek the bounty of your lord during the pilgrimage and in you can check in the in, in the in the translation you can see they say in practice by trading which means you can do any form of trade because allah has made trade halal as long as the product that you're selling is halal that you got it in a halal manner and that you now it's something that's halal you make halal business and then 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 trading is absolutely permissible there's nothing wrong with the trading then and it's absolutely permissible and and, and the wording that i was saying prior to the break is to be able to remind us that the things happening that we see in the, in the international world at times if the governments don't agree with things and they want to bring other laws and what comes from Allah then unfortunately this is what they do we don't make a big issue we don't tell the world about that but what we remind ourselves that is not what is permissible from the Islamic perspective Allah has given permissibility that anybody can come from anywhere in the world and bring along their halal products and want to sell it there on Hajj it's totally permissible Allah says Laysa alaykum there's no sin you cannot be taken to government to, to jail you cannot be they cannot distort your, your 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 products they can do nothing wrong because Allah has made the permissibility when Allah has given permissibility nobody but absolutely nobody and no government and no king and no no president can ever bring rules different to that that's Allah's rule Allah is superior to all governments. He's the Lord of all governments. He's in charge of all the presidents and all the kings. So they must all subdue themselves or submit themselves to his command. And he says, Laysa alaykum junah. There's no sin on anybody that brings any product from anywhere to want to sell in having to see as a means. The selling is not to come and make business there. It's coming to be able to keep the uh, having to, to, to fulfill the, the buying and, 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 and eating and drinking for myself and my living expense on my hajj, I need and having to pay for my dumb and those things which need to happen. So I bring a product in and sell. This is Allah. Allah knows he, the human being and He knows what shaitan and the corruption of the world will do and how everybody wants to do their own things and the greed of certain people wants to have everything for themselves. I don't want to share it. Allah Ta'ala has given permission لَيْسَ عَلَيْكُمْ جُنَاحٌ أَن تَبْدَغُوا فَضْلًا مِّن رَبِّكُمْ Meaning, to be able to make business. فَإِذَا أَفَضْتُ مِنْ عَرَفَاتِ Allah then carry on in the verse and Allah Ta'ala says and now Allah takes us to the process of the Hajj itself. Allah says فَإِذَا أَفَضْتُ مِنْ عَرَفَاتِ And when you move away from Arafat Now Arafat obviously is Arafah the place where you, a person performs the Hajj, which is the highlight, the main portions of the Hajj. You know the hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who says to us, Al-Hajju Arafah. Hajj is all, the highlight of Hajj is all about Arafah. And the fact that you go to Arafah and the main aspect of the Hajj. No, it's not the whole Hajj. It's a portion, but it's a main portion of Hajj. And do you, if you did not, did not reach Arafah, then there's no Hajj for you, right? If a person didn't reach Arafah, but if you've been on the grounds of Arafah for a very, very short period, a few seconds or a few minutes, then that's enough to be able to be granted the Hajj Magbul, uh, to be granted the opportunity of having obtained a Hajj. 
But if you did not reach there due to circumstances or whatever has happened, then unfortunately you couldn't get Hajj. This is how the situation is. You you couldn't you can't do your Hajj. So Allah says, "Faida afatum min arafatin." And the word afatum, afada yufidu means to flow from. That if you take a river and you allow water to be able to run in the river, then you see the river will take turns and twists and 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 the water would go next to the uh, in the streams uh, as as uh, the the sides of the river go and it will move around to that extent right and so if there's if there's little water in the river and there's stones and things in the way it will go around those things right you you see the flowing and this is the word allah Taala uses in the arabic language which means nobody takes a single straight route from point A to point B. It is all around and amongst the things. And you, you go as a river twists and turns around the places from Arafah to Mina to Muzdalifa and so forth and so forth. Right. So when you leave Arafah and you move off from Arafah, Fadkurullah, then remember Allah al Mash'ari al Haram at the Mash'ari al Haram. Now, the first thing I would like to mention to us is the fact that Allah mentions Arafah, and this is the only place that Allah mentions the whole of Arafah. Arafah is the main aspect of the Hajj, but this is the only time that Allah mentions Hajj, the, the, the process of Arafah, and never in the whole Quran is Arafah mentioned, not on this ibadah. And the other thing is, Allah doesn't mention anything about the ibadah of Arafah. Now, you know and I know that if a person wants to perform Hajj, the highlight of his ibadah is the extent of putting maximum value on Arafah. If he has to do anything prior to then, or before then, or around them, or before and after then, then that is the highlight of it all. They must put a maximum. And there he needs to be cognizant of, and there he needs to do the, the, the excess that he can, the best of his can. And he must almost believe, I have not done my very best. I've tried, I've tried my very best, but uh, uh, I, I, I should have done much more, I, I could have done much more. And he mustn't be happy for, I've just, that what I've done now is enough. Even if he comes drained and weak and sick and, 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 and he faints, he must still carry on to be able to feel the need for the purpose that I've been invited by my Lord. I'm in the presence of my Lord. I'm on the day of Arafah. I've been granted this opportunity and I go out of my way up till the last minute. We do not waste time and, 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 and photos is not important. It's an absolute waste of photos on that day. Having to have your, your, your emphasis on something that's nonsensical, that's a wastage, something that can corrupt and destroy, is not the objective. Arafah is the objective of your Hajj. And so Allah mentions Arafah, but Allah doesn't mention anything of the Ibadah because it's expected for you to be able to understand and know and work at your own pace. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. And Sheikh has been branching into verse 198. For now, I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue, inshallah. Sheikh Tafatno. Shukran Jazakrakhir. Just before the break, and Yasmina, we, we went into verse 98 and we mentioned Allah's words. Allah says uh, uh, to us, And then we went into the section where Allah touches Araf and Allah says, uh, 
ليس عليكم جناح أن تبدغوا فضلا من ربكم فإذا أفضتم من عرفات so when you move from Arafat what's it that you need to do so Allah then gives us an exposure an explanation as to what needs to happen on Arafat but as we said there was nothing mentioned specifically of Allah that must be done on Arafat and Allah gives it to us and Allah has given to us what Allah has done allowed with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which we will be doing after this of as to how did the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam experience the process of Arafah or did he show or explain to us or demonstrate to us the understanding of what Arafah must be like from outside and Allah would expect of us to be able to see that we do it in accordance to the best of our ability to have to obtain a Hajj Maqbul and Mabrur Ya Rabb and Allah says but when you go off from Arafah then go in extensive amount of dhikr in extensive amount of ibadah of remembrance of Allah keep connection with Allah فَذْكُرُ عِنْدَ الْمَشْأَرِ الْحَرَامِ at the Mash'ari al-Haram where is Mash'ari al-Haram? Mash'ari al-Haram is the area called Musdalifa now on, at Musdalifa there is an area uh, uh, where in actual fact uh, uh, near the mountainous part of the the the, the, uh, the mountainous path not far from the mosque that place is called Mash'aril Haram and Allah Ta'ala said then in the Quran Fadkurullah remember Allah Aindal at the Mash'aril Haram which means it is an ex- expedient or understood and as many scholars say but it's a reference to the whole of Mustalifa wherever you find yourself in Mustalifa there you can actually but you the ibadah that Allah Ta'ala encourages us is to go in extensive pondering and reflecting speaking communicating with Allah Ta'ala that is what dhikrullah is all about now um, as we can see when it comes to the, the verses of Allah Ta'ala, and, and, and I think many of our judges under the impression or, or know that when they get to Muzdalifa, according to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Salah for the Salah for Maghrib and Ishad, what is supposed to have happened on Arafah, is not going to happen on Arafah, even though you are there in the waqt, you must perform the Salah of Maghrib and Ishai on Muzdalifa. So this is what the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says to the people. And the Nabi does this. So everybody must do that. You cannot perform your Maghrib at day because this is what the Nabi teaches us. This is how we must do it. You go to Muzdalifa and you perform your Maghrib and Isha there. And you perform your Maghrib two, three raka'at immediately followed by one, one adhan and two iqamas, which means the iqamah for Maghrib and then the the, the three rakat and after the three rakat immediately no sunnah salah immediately you go into two rakat for uh, iqama and two rakat fart for ishai and that brings about the end of maghrib and isha salah subhanak which tells us the process of ibadah by Allah Ta'ala yawm al- on yawm arafah and the days of arafah and the days of the ibadah that you're doing is then an ibadah that Allah Ta'ala instructs our us via the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa what must be done and how must it be done and what is the best format that can be used.
Is the format Salah format? Is it sitting in circles of making dhikr? Is it sitting doing this, that and the other? That all will be explained to us in the path of when we deal with the Hajj of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to see how he and what he did and how he expounded the process that gives us the understanding how must we spend our time in our processes. Now certain people have the impression that they could be, could be doing at that time night salah or at that time uh that is is that the method given to us by the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam if it was the best the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa would have done that and it, and if the Nabi did something else we must believe that that is best uh, best best under the circumstances because Allah has sent the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa to educate you and me and every one of us no matter our status no matter what we think we know he is the best one to teach us the best to serve Allah at that ibadah called the Hajj. Ya Rabbi, may Allah grant us to be able to, to follow that path that we ob- obtain the best and that uh, our hujaj all comes out back with what we call a hajj maqbul and mabrur. And Allah says, فَإِذَا أَفَضْتُمْ مِنْ عَرَفَاتٍ فَاذْكُرُ اللَّهَ عِنْدَ الْمَشْعَرِ الْحَرَامِ Then go in extensive amount, excessive amount of remembrance of Allah, of dhikr at the mash'ar al-haram. وَذْكُرُوهُ كَمَا هَدَاكُمْ Then Allah Ta'ala goes further and explains, Allah says, and remember him, remember him, your Lord Allah. وَذْكُرُوهُ كَمَا هَدَاكُمْ Like he has given hidayah to you. And Allah then qualifies that and says, وَإِن كُنْتُمْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ لَمِنَ الطَّالِينَ Even though you might have been prior to then, prior to your hajj, you might have been in total jahiliya, in ignorance, in stupidity, lost. Even you've done all the wrong things. Get into remembrance on Allah on, on that day in, in mash, at the Mash'ar al-Haram in Muzdalifa, in extensive amount, excessive amount of dhikrullah that Allah Ta'ala says. Remember, it's not Imam Shafi says this, says this, not Imam Abu Hanifa, this is Ahmad Hanbal. It's not a, 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 a matter of who says what. Not even the Nabi says you must do this. It is Allah, the Lord, who's going to grant you Hajj Makbur Mabrur. He says, yes, فَذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ عِنْدَ الْمَشْعَرِ الْحَرَامِ وَذْكُرُوهُ كَمَا هَدَاكُمْ Remember him like he has given you hidayah. وَإِن كُنْتُمْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ لَمِنَ الضَّالِينَ Most probably you might have been lost, must probably have been in jail, in ignorance, in stupidity, and in sin prior. Now you try to keep that link with Allah. And do note that you can send through any questions which you are not clear about that she has been mentioning. You can send that through to our SMS as well as our WhatsApp. For now, Sheikh Tufatul. Alhamdulillah, Inti Yasmina, um, shukran for that one. We were busy on the verse 198. Allah says to us, أَفَضْتُمْ مِنْ عَرَفَاتٍ And when you move away from Arafat, فَذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ عِنْدَ الْمَشْعَرِ الْحَرَامِ And remember and Allah abandons abundantly at the Mash'ar al-Haram. Allah then says, وَذْكُرُوهُ كَمَا هَدَاكُمْ Remember him, your Lord Allah, like he has given hidayah to you. You were people who did not have hidayah. You must probably were with sin, with wrong, with error, with faults, with shortcomings. And then Allah has taken you out of that. And Allah has given you hidayah. Now in that way that Allah has given you hidayah and the care and compassion and the way Allah went about to give you hidayah and me, Allah says, remember me. وَإِن كُنْتُمْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ لَمِنَ الضَّالِينَ Allah wants us to be 
perseverance and having a total connection with Allah, very, very strong in uh, re- uh, reminding ourselves that it's highly impossible for us to be, be Muslim or to have been obedient or to carry out this deen without the submission of our Lord granting us the status. And Allah wants us to realize how, look at all our faults and our errors and see our, our wrong. This, remember, this is after Arafah. Allah says, look at your wrong. Look at, your, look at the fact that I've made you with so many faults and errors and you've made so many wrongs that you need. Now that you're after Arafah, Arafa, don't allow it to be give you a boasting and bragging feeling. Oh no, Allah says, now after Arafah, now you've, you've left Arafah at that moment. Think of the fact that you think and ponder your faults, your errors, your shortcomings, all your wrong that you did and go to the extent of realizing to what must you do to show Allah how much you appreciate the favor and Allah's made you a people of Hidayah. That Allah has given you the honor. That it is not with your own self. That it is not you. That you could never have reached Hidayah. You would never have been a Muslim. You wouldn't have been able to perform the Hajj. You wouldn't have been able to do this. You should be cognizant of the fact, I'm a sinner. I'm a weakling. Most probably I'm the worst of all of them. And most probably uh, uh, my son could have only taken me to the fire of Jahannam. But Allah honored me. How must I be aware of how, how much wrong did I live with? And how must I strive and become a cognizant of my Lord? From here onwards, I must make the resolution to become the better Muslim, to become the better human being, to become the better slave of my Creator, to show Him how much I appreciate this great favor. Or, And Allah, what Allah tell us to us, be cognizant of your Lord immediately after coming from Arafah. Think of the fact that I've pardoned you. But don't think of just the fact that I just pardoned you or say cleaned. Think of your shortcomings, of your errors, of your faults, of your weaknesses. Be aware of that and realize how fortunate then you are that I've given you Hidayah and I've forgiven you. And I would want to see you to be only be a better human being, a better slave of mine, a person who can be better for yourself and better for whoever you can attach in your life. May Allah grant our khujaj a sense of understanding and the realization that they can become the better people. But that is for all of us. But Allah wants us and Allah mentions that that extent to us in, in this verse in 198. Then Allah Ta'ala carries on and says oh, to us in 199 Now we said to you the words min Arafat, That you need to be able to go from Arafat And we said Afada Yufidu means to be able to move around the, the, the river effect Then Allah says Then from Arafat Muzdalifa Then you go from where the people are going Meaning you leave Muzdalifa and you go off to Mina where all the other people are going and then Allah says when you get unto that place there where you go to from, from Muzdarifa and to Mina you get, then there you have just completed your Hajj you have just been guaranteed the fact that we've forgiven every sin but at that moment you beg Allah you cry, cry by Allah you scream by Allah for his pardon and his forgiveness 
Allah says, make istighfar. Make excessive istighfar when you come into Mina, when you come onto Mina, when you pelt the Jamarat, when you throw the Jamarat and you finish with the throwing of the big Jamarat and you now need to go off to Makkah to, to perform Tawaf al-Ifadah, then fastaghfirullah, make excessive istighfar. Haven't you been forgiven? Doesn't Allah know that? Aren't you a clean person? Yes. But don't fool ourselves, man. The truth is we are weak slaves. We truly weak slaves. Allah wants us to admit to ourselves who we are. Allah don't want us to be able to allow shaitan to take the upper hand to boost our ego so that we can become more, more egotistic and, and, and carry, go, carry a gun, gain, go over, go into the satanic life that we've lived. Oh no, Allah doesn't want that. Allah wants us to be righteous Muslims. And a righteous Muslim is somebody who admits to him himself who he is. And to realize who he is, he shows appreciation at the time and it takes the advice of his Lord and he recognizes that that is the best advice for him and it goes and do that and Allah says Wastaghfirullah. now that you've reached from Arafah unto Muzdalifah then from Muzdalifah unto Mina and you at Mina there you make excessive 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 istighfar you see yourself as the weakest of all slaves and you realize you must probably you weren't worthy of what was given to you you're not worthy of that but you've received it and you show Allah the recognition of myself similarly to the fact when you and I perform the salah for the Maghrib or for Ishai or for Dhuhr and for Asam we've done the salah we've completed everything we've done to the very very best when we finish with our salah our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says to us the best thing to say then is to say Astaghfirullah Astaghfirullah Astaghfirullah. This is what the Nabi teaches us. You've just done that wonderful ibadah. You made the salah. Similarly with Hajj, Allah says, When you come from Thumma Afidu min Haythu Afad Nas, after you've been to Muzdalifa and you move over to, uh, to Mina, then there you go into extensive and excessive forms of pardoning, begging Allah for forgiveness, making istighfar. To the extent that you can make istighfar, whatever forms of istighfar that you probably can make. Wastaghfirullah, inna Allah ghafurur rahim. Allah says that moment, remember your Lord is most forgiving, pardoning, forgiving, most merciful. May Allah grant us to be of those people. That takes us to the end of this verse. Thumma afidu min haythu afadan nas. Afadan nas is where the people go, meaning as the people are leaving from Mustarifa off to, my, to Mina. Then go into excessive istighfar, wastaghfirullah, go in remembrance and in pardon, seeking pardon from Allah. In Allah ghafur rahim, Allah is most merciful, means most forgiving. Allah says then in the next verse, in one, in the verse number 200, Now if you have completed all the manasik, meaning if you have completed all the things that must be done in the hajj and you've done all that, which means you've now gone from Mustalifa to Mina and you've done the pelting of the Jamarat on Mina and you've gone from Mina, you've gone off to Makkah and you went to do and you in Mina have done the, the pelting of the Jamarat, the slaughtering of your sheep, the, uh, the, the cutting of your hair and you've gone off to Arafah and you've gone off to Makkah and you do Tawaful Ifada and you really leave yourself from the state of Ihram then Allah says now you've done all the things that's necessary you've come to the end you've doubt, done, done whatever is that Allah calls it You've completed the manasik, the things that must be done on the hajj. Beautiful done said there by Sheikh Ibrahim. Abrams, we break for ads now. When we come back, we'll continue. Stay tuned.
Jam Pack Great Value Combo this week. 13 essential items for only 169 Rand. Stock up for the month or buy to share. Either way, it's great value. New in our bakery. A wide selection of farmers breads available Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays. For more specials, visit our Facebook page or pop by our store. And remember, you can get your groceries delivered. Shop online at www.balmodel.online. While the media focuses on wars and natural disasters, lack of clean water is silently killing one child every single minute. Alhamdulillah, when we build a water system, we make sure it's built to last. The true beauty of supporting our water projects is the reward of Sadaka Jaria, and every time someone benefits from it, whether tomorrow or years from now, we can earn the rewards in the next life, inshallah. Give water, give life, donate today. Contact Islamic Relief on 0800 888 This is Joe Highlight coming to you live from Highlight Job Buyers. Come and visit our new pet center for amazing specials. Singles, three quarters, double beds, queen size, king size, many brands available. Prices that only Highlight can offer you. And divat slapet me. Mutslap and Alma Mut Lekker Slap available only at Adi Ibrahim Crescent at Loan Industria. Phone 638-5136. The Prophet Muhammad said, Use black seed regularly because it is a cure for every disease except death. Always remember Allah when taking any form of medication as it is Allah who heals. You there, are you looking for ways to improve your immunity, treat ailments and enhance your skin and hair? You've come to the right place. Find Your Health's black seed oil is 100% concentrated, preservative-free, bringing you all the natural goodness. Treats ailments such as sinusitis, diabetes, psoriasis, arthritis, and much more. Invest in your health today. Find your health. Your health is your wealth. Available at a pharmacy and health shop near you. Visit us at www.findyourhealth.co.za. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa Ani. Hope that you are enjoying it so far and also if you have gone on to Hajj as well as those of you who are planning to go on to Hajj inshallah then I hope that you have been tediously writing down those notes and making notes and I'm thinking that for those of you who have already went it just rekindles back to the memories but for now we are handing back over to Sheikh to continue our topic where we are currently at the moment which is Hajj within the Holy Quran inshallah Sheikh Tafadol. Yes, Hamshukran for this Auntie Yasmina. We have gone over to verse number 200 um, in, in, in Surah Baqarah, where Allah says, فَإِذَا قَدَيْتُمْ مَنَاسِكَكُمْ فَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَذِكْرِكُمْ آبَاءَكُمْ أَوْ أَشَدَّ ذِكْرًا فَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَقُولُ رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا وَمَا لَهُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنْ خَلَقٍ In that verse, Allah says, فَإِذَا قَدَيْتُمْ مَنَاسِكَكُمْ If you've completed the manasik, and as we've said, what is the manasik? If all those rules and regulations of the hajj is now completed, which means you've reached up till the arafah, 
up till the process of Mustalifa, up till the end from Mustalifa to Mina, the, we, we've done with the issue of the pelting of the Jamarat, on, on, uh, the main Jamarat, and you've now gone off to Makkah and you've relieved yourself from the state of Ihram, you've come to that extent, now Allah says, that is the Qada, you've completed then the completion of the Hajj. The, all all uh, rituals has been seen too, you fulfill that. فَإِذَا قَدَيْتُمْ مَنَاسِكَكُمْ فَذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَذِكْرِكُمْ آبَاءَكُمْ أَوْ أَشَدَّ ذِكْرًا Then Allah Ta'ala makes according to all the hujaj, to all those people that wants to perform the hajj, that all those people who wants to be able to obtain hajj makbul and mabrur, because the hajj is not completed as yet. They've only reached to the level where they've performed up to the tawaf al ifadah and now they can relieve themselves from ihram. Now in that case, Allah Ta'ala allows him to understand they must not still keep the relationship with themselves and Allah strong and Allah says, فَإِذَا قَدَيْتُمْ مَنَاسِكَكُمْ If you've reached until there on your hajj where you've done all those deeds, فَذْكُرُوا اللَّهِ Then thereafter you need to be able to have extensive and excessive amount of remembrance of Allah. Go into a high form of remembrance of Allah. I would personally say because Hajj is an ibadah, that's an individual ibadah, it makes reference to the fact that you walk and your talk and your eat and your drink and your sleep and your everything must be in total conviction with your relationship with Allah, continuous. You must keep yourself in the remembrance. It's not needed for having to go into a dhikr session with people and sitting together in a khalqa of dhikr. It's not necessary that which has been referred to. It is that when we, you are especially on your own, walking alone, walking to the Jamarat, walking from the Jamarat, sitting at your meal, eating or drinking or sitting with your friends, keep yourself in ibadah, in ibadah, and try to have your highest form of status and action, that relationship with Allah. That remember, you are on an invitation. On an invitation from your Lord Allah, you've been invited by Him. He invited you to come and visit Him in this dunya as if you're going to meet up with Him Yawm Al-Qiyamah. His invitation is from Him all the way. If you've been invited by me, I've invited you. You're supposed to come to me. But there's a lot of other people. You give time for everybody and any everybody or anybody but besides me. Do you think it's fair? Imagine I've invited you. Imagine I've been the, the one who's given, made it easy for you to get a ticket. I've given you the money. I've made you a Muslim. I've opened to given you all these opportunities. And now you come, you spend time with everybody and anything other than having to look at me whilst I've invited you. Don't you think it's unfair? Do you think that is fair? If I've invited you and I expect you to be able to keep con connection with me and it is me that's given to you everything, shouldn't you go out of your way to be able to meet my company? And don't you think I'm going to give you excessive reward just for the fact that you're going to give me my company? The scholar says, nowhere else in the whole Qur'an, in any of our ibadat, is it expected for us to be able to go to that extent of intensity intensity in total intensity of remembrance of Allah connection with Allah reflection about Allah pondering about Allah communicating with Allah intimacy with Allah nowhere else in our whole life in our ibadat is it expected to go to that extent yes Allah says to us in our the Holy Quran with reference to the fact when it comes to dhikr وَذْكُرُ اللَّهَ ذِكْرًا كَثِيرًا Make dhikr extensive, excessive 
Whenever, wherever, however, except for in the toilet as, as we know. But the, 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 the process of the dhikr should be made a lot. The scholar says if it should be made a lot anywhere and everywhere else, on the hajj it should be a million times or billion times more. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. The scholars discuss to us, they say to us, when it comes to the, especially the issue of Arafah, then there you need to at least recite Surah, Far- Surah, uh, Surah Yasin a thousand times. Wow. If you haven't done it once in your life, how can you do it a thousand times in Arafah? Where are you going to get the time? And you need to make istighfar a thousand times. And you need to say La ilaha illallah a thousand times. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar a thousand times. And those are all the least, not the most, the least. And you need to be able to uh, um, make istighfar a thousand times. And recite salawat upon the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a thousand, thousand times. Where are you going to get the time? Where? If you haven't made it a norm, so this is this is just Arafah, and listen to the way Allah describes when you come from Arafah, and when you go from Arafah to Muzdalifah, and when you go from Muzdalifah to Mina, and then Allah says to and, and if you've completed the, the, the all your ibadat and you come now from Mina from Arafah from Makkah you come back to Mina you come and stay there Allah says remember me. Uh, then go into the extent remember Allah like to the extent that you would remember your parents make connection with Allah intimacy with Allah like you would be intimate and be close to your parents then Allah says oh or much more intense and much more severe should you make the remembrance and the intimacy with Allah, Ya Rab. So who's Allah speaking to? Who's Allah directly giving the message to? To the person that wants to perform the Hajj. To the person that's busy performing the Hajj. To the Hujaj to say to them, your, your effort and commitment and strength and ability. This is the way Allah puts it. This is not the way Imam Shafi puts it. Or Imam Abu Hanifa or Imam Malik. Not the rules and regulations. Not the fiqh of the Hajj. This is what Allah says. The thing that's going to grant you the Hajj to be Hajj Magbun and Mabrur. When you've completed your manasik, then remember Allah, like you would remember your parents. Or more intense and more severe than what you would remember your parents. Allahu Akbar. Ya Rabbi. So Allah speaking to us, those people who want to perform the Hajj, who wish that Allah may grant us a Hajj Magbur and Hajj Mabrur, or more intense and then after that Allah goes on to the issue of having to say what happens to my slaves when they ask and beg of me and ask me things and when I what do I do and then Allah says there's people when they're busy with the hajj they say Rabbana atina fid dunya oh our Lord grant us of the worldly things grant me a grand car let me have a wonderful Mercedes Benz or a PhD or, or uh, BMW or grant me a Rolls Royce or grant me a triple story house and grant me riches and wealth and status and grant me worldly matter 
Allah says, those people, when they ask me of worldly matter, I'm not going to chase them away. I'm going to grant them whatever their wish and desire is for worldly wishes. When they want worldly things, I'm not going to grant them whatever they want of the world. But they cannot expect anything from the Akhirah. May Allah pardon all of us. May Allah grant us of those who understand that we need to ask Allah of the dunya and we need to seek assistance and help for the assistance for the needs of Akhirah. Allahumma amin. Amin ya Rabbul Adameen. Unfortunately our time has run up and come to the end of our program. Can we make our final dua? Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim wal Asr. إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي حُسْرٍ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاسَوْا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاسَوْا بِالصَّبْرِ وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَى سَيِّدِنَا وَمَوْلَانَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ وَبَارِكُ وَسَلِمْ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen And from that note, uh, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh